This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety may all beings be happy, whatever living beings they may be, whether they are weak or strong, or meeting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be happy. Let none deceive another, or despise any being in any state, let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon a mother, even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Okay, okay. So, um, so when we look at the meditation experience, so with the practitioners, we could be going for, we may be going for a year, we may be going for 30, 40 years, but it's like this, um, this whole, whole experiential process is like one of, uh, what would you call it? Softly, softly catchy monkey. So, um, its path is 99% experiential and 1% book knowledge. And why is that the case? Why can't, why can't I read and study, um, to an incredible degree and basically fast track this practice and, um, get, you know, say good results, uh, in a much shorter frame of time? And the reason being, is you're looking at absolutely limitless, numberless lifetimes um, in samsara, you know, within this cycle of birth and death. And, you know, one has th absolutely thousands, thousands and thousands of, say, defilements and, um, say, like energies 
within the personality which uh, essentially, what would you call it? So like the raw material, they're the raw material, they are the grist for the mill, all these different feelings, all these different moods, these mind states that you go through are going to be the 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 font like the the, the 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 raw material for your insight practice and so when we look at the uh, the experience of this path that you can't possibly understand anything unless you've been personally through it so you know you, you can have you can it's 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 one thing to to read the books and to you know read sort of you know to have to have titles and descriptions of different kinds of my states and abhidharma and um to be an expert on sutras which can be you know you've got to have a minimum level of book knowledge so to study sutras um abhidharma uh, but essentially especially sutra to learn pali it has it definitely has value you know even the even the mainstream buddhist texts that we see uh, access to insight, um, uh, Venerable uh, Acham Buddhadasa, all, all the very important texts that the vast majority of you are familiar with, they all have value um, up to a point. There's a, there's a workable range with the level of book knowledge um, that you have because you, you need the road, the roadmap, you know, you need to know which direction you are uh, walking uh, in because this path is very very tricky it's very very complicated there's all sorts of you know mind states um, there's all sorts of stuff that you go through that the average person can get caught with they can get deluded with um, you know so you know with especially with the monks when you've been doing this for 20 to 30 years you've seen all the tricks not actually no I wouldn't say you've seen a number you know you've seen thousands of thousands of different um, Bits and pieces, you know, states of delusion, or you know, so um, you know, ladies tend to go through more, uh, have a, tend to have a greater emotional range than males in the, in, a, in a general sense. But the, the monks, you know, you're looking at like five, ten times that kind of experience. Um, you know, you develop, you know, one, one, all, all males and females, uh, you know, human beings in general, um, when you do this practice that, you know, you do this for like five or ten years and you become much more sensitive, intuitive, you have a much greater understanding of the people um, around you and, um, you know, you, you're a person who, whose emotional intelligence is quite well um, established. You do this for five to ten years and people, the people around you, your family and friends, the people at work will see very, very clearly that your um, emotional intelligence is very well developed. You're not like you're not like the average person in general society. You are functioning at a uh, like a say like a high level. It's something that they, even the average person in society can see. There's a difference between you and the average person running around in the general community. So, so you know, looking at this um, this path, you know, this you know this very this path is, is largely experiential. You have to feel your way. You you have to you know sense and feel and develop the you know that kind of deep sensitivity and, and intuition. 
um, in relation with the path because what's happening as you go as you go into the personality as you go through the process of meditation inside going in 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 you know for probably at least two to three lifetimes before you reach that state of emptiness the the core the empty core inside you which is the realization of non self that deep state of um what would you call it call it call it um say the cessation of feeling and perception the realization of um uh, nibbana they correlate that with um, Naroda um, Samapati, but it, a complete cessation of all emotional and mental and bodily activity completely. So that is as deep as you possibly can go. Um, that will be the ultimate state of emptiness that you can realize as a human being. So as we move, moving in, 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 for long, you know, for many, many, many years, minimum two to three lifetimes for the vast majority of people on the Buddhist path, um, you know, you'll eventually, you know, so, you know, you're going to go through thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of mind states, moods, um, different views and opinions, um, different kinds, types of delusion, um, you know, but... And this is why even at the highest level, to give you an idea, there's a situation in Thailand and a couple of very, very senior teachers have been caught with this. They were, um, they either had, there was one, one in particular, one was, was, at the, was at the third level of um, enlightenment, so you have four enlightenment stages. This is um, supposedly Ashton Tate, he was at the third level of enlightenment. And he thought, because of the, how subtle, how incredibly subtle, um, these obstructions are at the last stage, thought that he was completely finished, he'd actually finished his spiritual work completely and Anachaman, who, who was the leader of the forest tradition at that point when he was alive, he was the Grand Master of the Thai forest tradition um, after you know consultation with him, he could see there was still a, a trace of um, say, like spiritual impurity in the mind and, and that was a person who supposedly, I think he thought he'd, he thought he'd finished for about, I think it was well over five years. It was between, at a rough guess, five to ten. I haven't checked it for a long, long time. Um, thought he'd finished completely. So even at, you know, if you're looking at an incredible state of realization, and even when there was just a trace left, he still hadn't seen through that, which gives you an idea how, how deep and how subtle you can go and still get caught with this stuff, you know, regardless of, of just like general stuff in um, one's day-to-day um, experience. So it's not to be underestimated. And even with the practitioners, you need to be quite careful. Um, you always take karma as a, as, as a consideration. You just don't assume. You don't, you know, assume that you know things, that you understand things. You know, you have to check and test um, and um, sometimes you need may even be, need to check with your your friends, your spiritual friends, especially other other uh, other practitioners. Sometimes you can run into trouble with family, um, and you may have to double check with someone because you're you know you have karma with people. This karma can go you know this can go over five, ten lifetimes, and you can have a, a you can run into trouble with people. You can have certain views with people that can persist for years. Um, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that you know and see um, what's, what's right and correct and true. 
You know, you may need a second opinion. You, know, you may need your best friend, your dharma friend, to give you a, a perspective. You know, someone who's actually outside of you, um, because your eyes can be be clouded with all these different forces and energies within the um, personality, and you don't have any. You don't really have a pure sense of knowing and clarity until you really have the the jhanas. Um, you've got to have the five hundred. You know, the five hindrances suspended. Um, you know that very, very, very profound one-pointed meditation where the personality is suppressed temporarily. That will only only at that point will you have a a real ability to see things um, closer. You know, much, much closer to the truth than you normally can. Because if your personality is still active and it's still functioning, you're essentially you're filtering. Your, um, your experience through your moods, through your likes, dislikes, preferences. There's not a very, very deep, um, still perspective on your um, experience. It's still, you know, it's still going to be coloured and it's still going to be um, affected by your, and filtered, and filtered by uh, the personality um, that you have. But, but, um, but in essence, that people, you know, they can only do their best with what um, they have, but it's a matter of, you know, you, you, you just do, um, you know, you, you just do what you, what you can and, and um, you know, you make adjustments and, you know, you just go one step at a time, don't use too much force, go quite gently and, and but the, one of the key principles in is, is the quality of the meditation and always, you know, keep, you know, always keep reflecting, reflecting on, on, on what you are going through. You, you need a, people need a minimum level of, of, of samadhi. They've got to have, you know, they, you know, to, to, you know, your samadhi is going to correlate with your insights. So whatever level of samadhi you have, um, and stillness and focus, um, you know, you, that will be the cause. You know, you need to use that calm mind, that reasonably, you know, um, peaceful mind to, uh, develop your insight to, um, the best of your um, ability. Okay, so let me think. Let me think. What we'll do is um, we'll just start. We'll just start off with a, a very, just a very, very simple meditation, which Achan Ganha tends to recommend for um, his people, and. One of the reasons, one of the reasons that he, he he does this sort of like moving meditation, following the breathing in and out of the body from from the from the nose right through to the middle of the chest, the tummy, middle of the chest, and the nose, is that it gives um, the mind work to do. It keeps the mind moving, keeps the mind engaged. It, you have to increase the level of, of mental energy to keep following, you know, that that breathing cycle moving in. Uh, of the body and then out um, of the body, you know, you get less affected by distraction, boredom, um, and whatnot. So we'll do that at least, say, for five, um, let's see, yeah, 25. No, maybe get, no, I don't want to cut you short. Maybe we'll do it, we'll do it for 10 minutes only. And then we'll do the stationary, the focusing on the feelings around the mouth, which is very, very clear, distinct. The nerve endings uh, are quite. Um, are quite numerous and um, one can follow 
you know, can follow that area around the mouse section very, very clearly without struggle. And what we can, we'll, maybe we'll just leave it, you know, we, yeah, we'll leave it with that. I don't want to get too complicated with you guys. Um, uh, otherwise I might start to lose you. So, um, so just get with the beginner's, um, instruction. Just get yourself, um, in a comfortable posture. Just put your hands together. It's good to have the feet touching or the ankles crossed because you, you, you're, draw, you're drawing the physical energy of the body. You're drawing the chi like, like inwards. Um, you're drawing mental energy inwards um, into the mind. If you've got your arms and legs just all over the place, you can feel it straight away. The quality of the meditation will not be as, uh, won't feel uh, as, as good as when the body is uh, you know, with the when hands touching ankles crossed um, and, the, and the back sort of upright uh, you get a much better better quality um, focus of um, energy physical and mental energy so um, yeah, just make sure there's nothing tied around the waist around the neck um, the wrists and just very relaxed, relax the physical body, and then just breathing in. So as we breathe in, just the three the, the three uh, points of observation: the nose, middle of the chest, and the tummy, middle of the chest, and the nose. So as you're breathing in and out, focus on the three points. We'll do that for ten minutes. I don't want to cut you guys too short and keep switching and switching. So um, we'll do that for ten minutes, and then we'll move to that stationary point, watching the feelings around the mouth section with the breath on the periphery. It's very, very easy to um, follow. I've been doing that one for year, for, for years, and the, the focus is still quite sharp for um, for insight practice. So please make a start and follow the breathing at the three points as the breath moves in and out of the body for the next 10 minutes.
So as we move along with this meditation, that you may find um, a need to actually slow the breathing down. So as you get more more focused, you may find a natural um, inclination to slow down the cycle of breathing.
move to the stationary breathing. So I want you to focus uh, on the feelings around the mouth section. And usually I do a, a mantra with this, but I don't want to um, just increase the um, uh, sort of complicate things. So we'll just focus on the feelings around the mouth. You know, there's lots of nerve endings in that area. You, you'll be able to follow that without great difficulty. So keep maintaining your focus, keep the body, keep stay emotionally and physically relaxed and focus on, as you focus on the mouth section, you'll feel the breathing just on the edge, but it's quite a, um, it's a very, um, it's a good quality area. It works quite well. You know, you still get enough, enough focus for, for stillness, for, um, for peace of mind. And we'll do that for the rest of the session.
As the meditation develops, you may feel a need to slow the breathing cycle down because as you <clears throat> get more more tranquil, the bodily and mental processes uh, tend to slow down as well and uh, you're able to, the quality of the focus tends to improve um, with the... Uh, like a slowdown of the, 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 the breathing meditation.
So we're coming towards the end of the meditation, so just look back and reflect and see what works for you with the practice and uh, ring the gong three times so you can open your eyes when you're ready. Catherine, so we can, you, you just give me a topic, you give me a topic you want to discuss and we can do even Q&A after, whatever okay. you guys want to do. One of the things that occurred to me um, that might be interesting to explore um, that came up in the meditation was you, you mentioned the um, option of using a mantra and we didn't today and I was just thinking it might be useful to talk about some of the different approaches to using a mantra, why we might, why we might not, um, what, what's been cultivated using a mantra, how that helps. Um, I don't know. How does that sound? It just sounds just dandy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so as you, as you know, to give you, to give you a sense, I mean, all, all of you may will develop an intuitive feel for um, for different mantras. Um, so, for example, as you know, in the forest tradition, they do they 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 put a lot they put emphasis on the on the, the core mantras like say Bhutto, Dhammo, Sankho. A lot of the early forest masters who were very much more um, you know, much more simple in personality, you know, just very very basic education. Um, you know, man, like mantras can be effective in the sense. That they can draw. You do a particular mantra, and it can draw um, your attention in like an almost like an emotional way. So when people people who are very faith based um, might they might possibly gravitate towards uh, say like uh, like Bhutto, which is the, um, the 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 Pali designation for the Buddha. Um, or maybe they, they could be an insight person, so they're more they're more they're more interested in um, it could be say like like dumb or, or they're interested they're more of a person related um, individual and they're interested in, in sangha the community. So um, all these different mantras, even this the Om Mani Padme Hom, it's got a positive resonance resonance to it. You know all all these all these different mantras you do, they have a slightly um, either very subtle or a very distinct emotional feel to them because as human beings, when we speak and communicate our words um, impart, say, like an emotional, uh, what would you call it, like resonance, an emotional kind of emphasis, you know, that's what, that's what actually comes out of, of, of uh, you know, like language, like words. 
and letters, you know, we're conveying an emotional um, feeling, uh, uh, an you know, uh, emotional resonance. So you know, even that Om Mani Padme Hum, you know, um, even though I'm not Tibetan um, by tradition, that it's you know it's got a you know it's got a, pos- a positive um, feeling to it. You know, all the, you know anyone who's who develops the sensitivity, uh, in, you know, intuitive feeling with um, the meditation over time will f- will feel the the differences, the emotional differences between different mantras. So you know you can cho- you, you can you can see within yourself. Some people they might be interested in certain Pali, Sanskrit. Um, Tibetan or even Hindu mantras. So um, each mantra will have its own distinct emotional resonance, resonance that you may, you know, you'll certainly notice as the weeks, you know, months or two um, go by. You may not feel it immediately, like within the first couple of days, but I'd say easily within seven days, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see um, or you'll feel, you know, it's more of a feely, feely thing that, um, that, this mantra that you like, that, that catches one's eye, can be from any tradition, can be any um, language, um, has a certain feel to it and, and it draws you. So um, when it comes to practice, because practice is very, is very intuitive, it's very feeling based, um, you know, that's what, that's what gives you the sense of, of which, you know, how you're going how you're progressing, um, whether you should make adjustments and, and whatnot. Um, because if you don't have the feeling, you know, the feeling tone within practice, um, or a say like a feeling tone in your day to day experience, you, you're just not fully aware. Um, as a, as a, as a human being, we're completely dependent on our feelings and, and, and emotions to sense exactly where we are at and which way um, we are going. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. The 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 each each person will be drawn to a specific mantra. It can be karmically related. Can be you know you, you could have done this. You could have spent years on a particular mantra. Could have spent years on, on a certain meditation object. Um, even things like um, certain colors. You know, like like blue green casino. Um, that we have, you know, the colored discs that people meditate on, you know, with the visualization process, um, particular visualizations within Tibetan tradition, you know, there, there could be a very, very, um, you know, clear and distinct reason, even on a karmic level, why you are drawn to that practice. And when you do that practice, you actually get better results with that than any other um, options which are available to you. So you, you can, there's a, you know, you can, there's a thousand and one meditations you can do. There's, there's multiple variations on a, on a theme. So you have all these meditation themes and even then you can still, you know, you, you can make adjustments. You could have 10 themes, you know, even for the breathing meditation, there's a dozen, there's a dozen, um, you know, styles that you can use with the breathing meditation and, um, several with the walking meditation. Mantras, um, I mean, I, I do a lot of that, that the Anicca, the, you know, the reflection on changeability, um, of experience in, 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 in different ways, you know, um, on, on, on a, on a mind level and in, in the world, um, around me. Um, I don't do this on the body, on the physical body at all. You've got to be very, very careful with this kind of thing. That the external world and the mind experience, you know, thoughts, feelings, 
um, uh, ideas, perceptions, relationships. Um, it could be absolutely anything whatsoever that you see in the external world. And you do, you just choose a, a mantra, either a formal mantra in the meditation process, and you need to do it in a way which is supportive and which is relaxing and induces a sense of tranquility. Because the, um, oh, that's the right word to use. The, the, the proof of the pudding is whatever practice that you are working with, um, if you can see that it's getting results, getting you peaceful, makes you reasonably sharp, alert, um, and is a, a uh, it helps, is it like a catalyst for your, your insight practice? Uh, you know, it's, it's useful for, for contemplation, reflection, for insight. Um, I do, I do these, 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 uh, Nietzsche, uh, perceptions of changeability on, you know, several thousand times a day, minimum two, three, three and a half at least. Um, and I do them on different things, so I might spend at least an hour or two. It could be something like perception is changeable or consciousness is changeable. I'll do that for at least an hour to an hour and a half, an hour to two hours at a stretch. Um, you can do it when you're cleaning the house, um, working in the garden, but you, you know, you, you need to adjust the, the, um, the, the, say like the space between the words, you know, so, so for example, I'll, I'll be heading off to Thailand with Palani and the group, two of the junior monks, um, on the 15th, so we'll be out for 24 days, so I'll be basically doing that all my waking hours, 18 hours a day, because it will be busy. I won't have a lot of time for walking and sitting. Um, so I'll be doing that 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and you will get that, that background samadhi will be there all your waking hours and then you can contemplate. So, so for example, in my, in my, say my situation where, um, I need to think on my feet, I need to be reasonably sharp and alert. Um, you know, you don't want to be making mistakes. You've got to make fairly, um, you know, reasonably clear decisions. Uh, and you've got to have your wits about you. So, because, uh, you know, we're going through Bangkok Airport, we're going in and out of um, hotels, moving in and out of different monasteries and meeting Thai monks, all this kind of stuff, um, different teachers, um, senior teachers in the forest tradition. So you've got to, you, you need to, you want to keep the meditation rolling, but you've got to maintain the sharpness and alertness. So what I will do is I will do the changeability mantra. could be absolutely anything. could be a, a thousand and one things. Um, you know, outside the physical body, don't do anything on the physical body at all. It's not a, um, you know, it's not a good idea. You, you can it gets gets you, the, the, you can get you bad results. So you keep away from the physical body um, with this um, reflection on a niche. It's only when you've got really deep samadhi you can go that way. Um, so you can choose a thousand one things. You can do it as long or as short as you like. You, um, if you, if say for example, you could be at work, could be a professional person, could be in business, um, working in the hospital system, could be a lawyer, um, you know, you could be, you know, you could be in a high power position where you've got to be sharp and alert and you've got to be able to think on one's feet and make very clear, sharp decisions. So this is what I would do is in the very, very beginning, maybe roughly every two minutes, right from the very beginning, um, you know, you could be the boss, you could be running, you know, you could, you could be CEO of a company, but you're very interested in meditation practice. So you just, you do it every two minutes and you do that for 
a full day. And that will make it very, very clear whether the, the focus is too, is too broad or too sharp. So, so for example, if you can't, so for example, it's, it's very uncommon. Um, it's only when you get down to the one mantra per minute that, that you'll really see the samadhi start to, you'll really induce the samadhi and then you'll start to see the memory. Um, it, it should, you should see a slight, at least a slight improvement in memory and an improvement in mental, in mind speed and speed and, and, and memory, memory speed, uh, thinking, thinking process and memory speed. Um, I wouldn't take it under, you know, once every 60 seconds because then you'll start to, you'll really start to slow down. Um, it's very good. It's, you know, it's one of the best practices I've ever seen. It really induces tranquility, but it also makes you aware you do not want this kind of dopey, sleepy, zombie samadhi you don't want that at all and if you practice in a way which encourages that type of thing you should stop that immediately and sharpen the mind increase the alertness of the mind um, even if you're a person who's who goes into tranquility very very easily um, almost automatically you don't allow the mind to get to get this kind of um what would you call it? I wouldn't call it dull might be the wrong word, but that you the sharpness in the energy is not there. So you can meditate on the breathing meditation, whichever way that you want to, um, you know, with the just with the breath or with the Anisha Sanya, changeability of, of experience. And then you contemplate, you see, you do the meditation for at least several minutes, five minutes, and then you contemplate to make the mind work, keep it sharp, alert, keep it thinking, keep it active. And, and don't go into dull states, don't go into, you know, this kind of sleepy zombie samadhi. Um, you don't want that, it's not going to help you. You know, you've got the mind, everyone gets slowed down by the meditation practice. Everyone's memory gets affected, your peripheral awareness gets affected. But when you, when you keep focusing on that, on that principle of change, 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 um, it counter, it counteracts, um, this kind of dull, you know, sort of, oh, maybe dull is the wrong word, but, this lack of sharpness and alertness, you know, that's what, that's what you want. That's what you need to really develop. Every, everyone gets, you know, gets slowed down by the meditation practice, but you've got to maximize the, um, one's peripheral, um, uh, alertness and sensory aware, uh, awareness. So, you know, usually if you get down by the minute, you know, down once every minute, one mantra per minute, and, but you're doing that 18 hours a day, you do it for 18 hours, for one day, and you'll see exactly if 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 it's if it's just too much, you know, if it's if the if you need to make it more spacious, or if you need to actually even drop it down even further, maybe even every forty-five seconds, um, you, you'll be able to do this intuitively. You, you do this for eighteen hours a day, you'll probably have it within ten seconds of a, of, a, of a of a full one-minute cycle, or even forty-five seconds. So you just have to feel it out, but it's very very useful. You'll have the background samadhi there all the time. You can contemplate absolutely anything um, with a with a reasonably reasonably and, and acceptably um, peaceful mind. There's enough mental energy, sharpness, focus, um, and then you do your vipassana. So you do your investigation, your insight, your understanding of your of the human experience, the world around you, in in the in that in that quiet quiet space between the mantra. You know, roughly every minute or so. You know, um, and then just feel it out what actually works for you. But excuse me. The bottom line is you've got to be able to function. You've got to be able to think 
on one's feet, make decisions, not make, you know, don't, you know, you don't want to, if you're a professional, you're a business person, you're a doctor, um, and, and actually I was speaking, I was speaking with a, a doctor, a young doctor who was in charge of a, a surgical team, and he was very, I haven't seen him for a long, long time. I think he might, he might, I get the feeling he must be doing well, very bright. You've got to be bright to be a surgeon. Um, in charge of a team in operating theatre. And that's exactly what he did. He did it roughly every minute. And he did it all his waking hours, even when he was in the hospital. And I asked him, did your memory, was your memory impaired? Was his sensory awareness impaired at all? And he said no. He was able to function at full speed which is a very, very good sign, um, especially when, you know, when you're just doing all your waking hours. So, because the bottom line is, you know, you want to incorporate practices um, that you can just do consistently and maximize your, um, your personal development with the, the practice. You don't want to be wasting time, um, you know, allowing the hours and hours to slip away. All of us are getting old. Um, I'll be 60 this month. Um, you know, we put the monks, we've got people dying around us all the time, every, you know, every week, one person, two people, um, family, you know, where the families are, they're losing mum and dad and a brother or sister or even like even young children. Um, so, you know, time and that Anicca Sanyo, it, it will make you, um, it will make you, it, it, because that, that changeability principle, it's inside everything. It gives you this sense. Of, of all those things which are around you, um, which are constantly changing. So by, by, you know, just that very, very simple practice of, of coming, of, of, of reinforcing that principle of changeability of, of your personal experience in the world around you, that you increase your understanding of all those things which exist around you. Um, because that, that changeability principle is inside everything in this world and it's inside everything in this universe so by, by keep focusing 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 on that it increases your awareness of the world and the universe um, around you and the buddha made it very very clear in the sutras you know at least a dozen times um, you know this is the work of the monks and nuns and the long-term and you know the shorter long-term disciples is this principle of a nature, some people may think, "Oh God, you know, how, you know, how can you possibly get anywhere with that?" Um, but you know, it's the proofs in the pudding. You give it a spin for at least a full day or two. You'll easily, even within a day, you're doing this for eighteen hours a day, um, and that means that you're not means you're not wasting much time at all because people shouldn't kill, kid themselves you know, that that you know you're going to be around till you're old and grey, till you're 70, 80, 90 years of age. My my Christian friend, um, who, who looks, I mean, very healthy, um, you know, good skin, bright eyes, um, you know, not, not too much bodily pain, and he had a massive cardiac arrest. You know, he, you know, sorry, he had chest pain for a full 12 months before he realised that it wasn't a COVID-induced condition. Um, and then he, he, he went to see his doctor, got a referral, and they, they said, you know, look, you've got to, you've got to, you know, you, we've got to book you into operating theatre within the next seven days. Otherwise, we just can't guarantee that you'll be, um, you'll be walking and talking. So very successful operation. But it's things like that, you know, and, and even myself, I get this sense. I get this sense that, you know, basically I can die any time. You know, I can, 
um, and you know I really don't have a lot of time left on on this earth, and almost anything can happen, which 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 we which the monks and nuns, and and any funeral director, any 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 nurse, any doctor, um, is well aware. We got one of the young doctors who comes to the monastery, you know, and and, and these you know these people they understand um, human you know human health, diet, nutrition, you know they're experts on this, and karmically. Um, he had a he had a he had a weakness in one of the vessels in his in his brain, and that vessel blew out. He had a just call it call it a, a small to medium cerebral bleed, and and then he had a weakness down one side of the body. And and you know this is a person whose diet was he looks he looks he looks great for his age. He looks healthy, um, you know no 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 metabolic problems, disease processes, and then you know you. Just a tiny little vessel blows out, and then you've got a weakness down one side. You've got constant headaches. So, so no one should ever, ever think that life is going to be dandy. It's going, you know, till till the day you lose, you lose this, you leave this earth. You know, um, all of us, all of us, you know, all of us have stuff to deal with. All of us have have friends. You know, um, we can see what's going on around us, and, and so people should not be lulled into this false sense of security and th- you know it's good it's good to have a positive attitude um see the good in oneself the good in the world um around you but don't don't be careless don't be you know don't have this kind of mentality that um you know i'm just going to to do fantastic till i'm, I'm 70 80 90 years of age you know it's not going to happen you know you could be taken at any time anywhere and and that's the feeling i've got all the time seven days a week and that, and that comes from that anicca principle um, I don't feel safe, and I don't feel, I don't feel safe and secure on this earth. You know, you know, I um, I got this sense that basically I could just die any time. You know, things can go wrong and this and that. So you know, you take precautions. You don't be silly. You know, you, you don't take like uncalculated risks with one's safety, one's health. Um, but you know, you you get this rolling, and um, and you, you you get this you get this sense that almost anything can happen at any time anywhere because that's that's part of this a nature um, principle so but you know you should give it a spin it's, it's it, this one this one is well worth it's well worth getting into and it can take you a long way and you know once your samadhi goes deep because you you know once you reach the point where the samadhi goes deep because that this anicca principle has been reinforced over and over and over again a hundred thousand, two hundred, three hundred thousand times. Once you get the samadhi together, it gets some real depth with samadhi, where you, where the mind is still the personality. You don't see the personality. The personality is still, it's suspended. Then you can really, really go deep with the insight, and the the changeability principle is is being reinforced to such a degree that your insight practice accelerates very, very quickly. You don't start from you know, from steps one, two, and three, you're already at step ten or twenty or thirty. So when you start contemplating, it's got real energy behind it. It's got real bite, and um, and you know, you really start to you know, you really start to get somewhere with this. So um, you know, this practice is is well worth developing, and 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 um, um, and you know, and, and and just keep it rolling, keep it growing, so you can actually see for oneself. Um, the results that you can get with this. 
um, over time as the, as the weeks and the months um, roll by. Thank you, Arjun. There are a couple of um, questions in the chat. Uh, is it okay if I read those? Yeah, no problem at all. Yes. I wonder where do thoughts and feelings come from? As I noted thoughts in the form of imagination and feelings or questions and analysing things, they still pop up during meditation. Yeah, so the the driving force, the the energy, the driving force for your thoughts will be your one's feelings and emotions. So that, that will be the energy which drives your thinking process and your feelings, the source of your feelings are, are within, say, the mind experience. So as all many of you are aware, you have you have you have the body, you have the physical um um, earth, wind, water, fire, which makes up this physical body. Then you have the four mental elements which make up the mind experience. They are feeling, perception, um, call it discursive thinking or discursive or advanced thinking, and then thinking arising into consciousness, which is the fourth principle. So feeling is, is number one. And then from you know, feeling, you know, as soon, as soon as we contact anything, as soon as anything comes in, you see, you hear, you, you know, you, you, you touch, you, you know, and, and whatnot, um, tactile um, experience, it, it will give you um, a feeling and then you'll develop this kind, this kind of attitude, um, a, a way of looking at something. So, say, for example, you see like a beautiful, absolutely beautiful sports car, um, it will give you a certain kind of, like, kind of feeling. Um, maybe a painting or, or, or something which is really important um, to you will give you a, a feeling and then it will give you uh, like a, a, um, a like a like a mindset or a way you know like a, an attitude an attitude and and uh, like a the perception is like a like a very basic attitude it's, it's a basic kind of way of looking so say for example I see that you know fantastic looking sports car um, I will get a feeling of, of it could be anything. It could be could be symmetry. Could be power. Could be prestige status. You're, you're looking at say baseline basic principles, uh, more you know, slightly more simplistic principles, and then mental formation or call it discursive thinking without getting too complicated. Um, you know, like a, sort of intermediate, intermediate to advanced thinking, and then you start thinking about maybe the, the ownership of the vehicle or the potential of the vehicle. Um, you know, uh, more sort of advanced um, thinking and pondering and reflect and reflection on on, on particular uh, on, on on maybe the sports car. It could be absolutely anything on the on the wonders of the universe. It could be something very deep and advanced. And then that thinking process arising, you know, rising like up into consciousness. But you know, but your your feeling um, experience will drive your um, you know the the whole direction of your life, the way you the way you think, the way you walk, um, and talk, and those feelings will be conditioned by by past karma, the attitudes you have, you know, views and views and um, ideas and and attitudes um, conditioned by past karma, like yeah, life experience. 
So as you as you're moving through a number of light number of lifetimes, you know you you develop you know attitudes, ways of looking. You know you develop you know, all the, these feelings, these feelings that you have in the current life. They come from the past. They're conditioned by past experience. Um, they just don't come out of nowhere. Your personality just doesn't appear out of nowhere like magic. You know it's it's been there for uh, for millennia. You know for thousands, 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 hundreds of thousands of lifetimes. So you you know your current personality is the sum total of all your past experience. You know endless endless cycles of rebirth from you know the from the numberless beginning of of samsara. No, no as the Buddha said, no beginning point can be found to the cycle of birth and death. You know of, of this rebirth um, process. So you are the sum total of everything you have been um, in the past. So you know your, your feelings are going to drive the whole direction of one's life. Did anyone else have any questions at all? Yep, there's another question, um, and it goes back to what you were talking about in terms of the mantra Anicca. And just to remind people, Anicca is impermanence or changing nature of phenomena. Um, And the question is, can you explain a bit more what you mean by not doing anything in the physical body in the meditation? I don't really understand what you mean by that. Does this only relate to the mantra? Yeah, so with the... um um, when I made that comment about the, about the bodily practices, you do not do that changeability principle, that, that principle of, of changeability um, impermanence um, on any aspect of the physical body at all. It can be the can be five senses, could be eye, nose, tongue, body. It could be um, a skeleton. It can be internal organs, heart, lung, brain. Don't do anything, absolutely nothing on this physical body um, at all, because the the result and I and I and you know the result that I've seen from um, from the bodily practice, the co- this coarse physical bodily, you know, changeable, you know, the, cha- the changeable principle on this physical body, um, it's not, um, it's something that you definitely do not want to get into. It's um, the fe- the feeling tone, it's not good. It won't, you will not feel good. When um, you do this, and it will, it will make you, it will take you down emotionally, to make you feel a bit depressed. Um, I mean, the, the, the monks in the early days, when the the, the Buddha, um, when he first started his um, his teaching career, that was one of the f- that was the first major meditation that he taught the monks. Um, the ref- the reflection on the on the five component parts of the body, the um, um, ear, eye, nose, tongue, um, and the physical body. Um, and um, no, no, sorry, what am I saying? The five, the five essential components of the body. Correct myself. Five essential components of the body: the head, hair, body, hair, nails, teeth, skin. So this is a classic within the forest tradition, but I absolutely do not recommend this for anyone. I've, I've done, I've worked with these for over, over, over time, months and years in different ways. And the feeling that you get with, with when you work externally on, on the world around you and, and just things like inside the mind, the, the mind experience, anything that you can see inside the mind 
anything you can see in the world around you is very, very safe, balanced, stable, and it will give you a, 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 a vast majority of the time uh, a balanced, stable feeling tone. It won't make you feel bad. It won't make you depressed. It won't make you feel suicidal. Because just the, the monks who actually started killing themselves. So, you know, they had, they had a, um, the monks were getting depressed, suicidal. When you push this kind of practice, you do, you do this thing, this kind of stuff for several hours a day. It's, it'll, it'll really, you know, it will really, really take you down. They had a, they had a person who was mentally disturbed in the body. The monks were suicidal. Some of them didn't want to live. And they got this, they got this guy. This person was insane. And he had, he, he got this kind of mentality that he would, um, basically, well, what's the, the words that they used, you know, to, um, emancipate, emancipate and free the monks and deliver them to the, the other shore, you know, the other shore of Nibbana by, by taking their lives, you know, it's absolutely insane. So, so after he killed, um, a number of, of, um, people and the monks started to, um, disappear, and then they realize very, very quickly the danger in that particular practice. So you, you don't do that body practice. It, it can work, it can work very, very well. It can get very, very good results, but you don't do this at all until you've got at least Upachara Samadhi or the jhanas, um, because the effect, it's not good. It's not good at all until it reaches down, until the Samadhi is very deep. So, uh, just getting back to the, the original, um, point, um, you know, whatever way that you practice, you need to make sure that emotionally that you feel good with the practice. You feel, re- you know, you don't have to be like dancing on air, but you need to be re- you know, reasonably, you know, what would you call it, in a, in a reasonably good state of mind, buoyant, reasonably positive um, uh, and whatnot. Um, because, you know, you're going to be doing this a long time, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, so um, you've got to maintain a, a good mindset because you, you have to work for a living. You have to relate to other human beings. Um, and if, you know, if you're a monk and a nun and you're really, really depressed, you know, you've got to make adjustments. You've got to make some changes there. Um, and, 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 and even the long term, the, either the beginners or the long term practitioners, um, you've got to maintain the sense of, of say buoyancy and at least a little bit of, of joy. Um, in the practice, otherwise it's going to be you know, going to be hard going. So you've got to make um, those adjustments. Try to keep yourself in a happy range, and then essentially just keep going for till the day that you leave this earth. Okay. Um, a bit earlier, Sky from Florida, you had a question. Do you still have a question? Where's Sky? Is she still with us? Yeah, did, did you have a question, Sky? You have a question? Yes, yes I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening. Um, I had a, that was quite a talk for you guys. Um, thank you. And interesting meditation. My first question was when you switched us to breathing from the mouth or concentrating on, on the mouth. I wasn't sure if you wanted us to mouth breathe, and my body just didn't want to do that. Um, so that was the one one comment, and I have the, I had a question of when the rain retreat was going to start. I hope it's not soon. And um, uh, I can relate to all your 
except in dying over there in the monastery, I seem to be surrounded by it myself. It's uh, it's quite uh, in your face, so they say. An interesting journey up and down with a different feeling. Um, I had a question about a friend we were talking, and I was trying to talk to her a little bit about uh, existential feelings and theology and stuff, and she and she's an intelligent woman, and I couldn't believe she said to me that everything was at random, and I was I was stumped at how to even address her, so I just changed the subject. I was in shock. Um, that was something, I don't know if you can remember all my points, because I know it's running late. And my last thing I would like to say to your last uh, depth of the crazy monk and the dead monks and feeling safe, I'd like to keep it simple. Um, and um, Ajahn uh, Vipaka, uh, he's a new monk I was listening to, an Asian monk, and he brought it down to vital signs. And I was so touched by it, and it gave my mind a playground, at least for a few days, to explore just the vital signs of our lives. Are we breathing? Is our heart beating? Are our lungs expanding? And within a second, if you need to calm down or deal with people and feel you're still within your life, responding uh, as a layperson, and as a wife, a sister, a caregiver, a worker, a secretary, a lawyer, whatever. Just jump into your vital signs, and you can be safe for a moment and, and get immediate peace. And I thought that was rather a charming way to, uh, to, to navigate through a layperson's life. Especially, you know, a senior, um, when there's not much time to be alone and meditate, there's always someone to care for. Uh, uh, I think it's nice to have a quick place to go and become grounded. And I just thought it was so clever that he was uh, teaching about vital signs. Because that's where your vitality is, you know, to be energetic, aware, like you said, not all doped up and, you know, uh, samadhied out. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I noticed that it's just one minute before our finishing time, um, okay. Sky. Uh, but I don't know if you can comment on anything I just ranted about, and I'm sorry to take your time. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say very very quickly in a nutshell that um, yeah I think it's a very very good principle that you, you know if you're not even aware, I mean this this is an example of if you've even got mindfulness at all if you can't even this is one of the senior lay teachers if you can't even feel or sense your physical body it means that you don't have any mindfulness at all. <laughs> that's what she that's what she said. <laughs> so it's a good principle. Okay. What about the random? Oh, oh yeah, in a nutshell, um, no, that's completely false. The, the, the universe works on very, very precise laws, you know, sharp, very sharp, precise laws. 
right through the cosmos. You know, you're looking at the powerful forces like planets revolving around suns, evolution of solar, solar system, um, what would you call it, of um, solar systems and galaxies, you know, the galaxies spinning out in the cosmos. You know, you're looking at incredible forces and energies at work and, and you know, the whole universe works on on natural law, like on cause and effect. So, you know, it's, it's, in, it's like a laser beam, incredibly precise, sharp, um, you know, the, you know the, the cause and effects, um, without getting too complicated, but that, that, yeah, that random principle is just complete, complete nonsense.